Well, we want to welcome you to the Reformed Informants. This is a podcast devoted to biblical exposition, systematic theology, and practical application for the good of the church. I'm Lance Burroughs, along with TJ Darty, and we are the Reformed Informants. You know, it's the first time, dude. You, it is time. It's the first time you've given that intro, and you haven't you haven't been able to say sitting next to me is TJ Darty. <laughs> you know, like how crazy is this, man? Dude, I I am no longer staring at the fresh shaved head and the fresh cut trimmed beard live in action. Oh, man. All I see is a screen, a pixelated screen. Oh, I'm pixelated for you? That's unfortunate. No, nah, it's pretty clear. Okay. That's pretty clear. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, man. And for, oh, a while, man. for a while, it felt like this wasn't going to happen. You know, like we sat around for so long lamenting the fact that we couldn't record and it just, I just wasn't <laughs> sure, you know, just didn't know. So here we are, man, back in action. Yeah, don't breathe in on breathe in and breathe out on your mic too hard. There's some major dust collecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you might be talking about what Chloe always says. She says I breathe too loud into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> that too, my breath over here. Well, I don't even remember when was the last time we recorded an episode. Gosh, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, we, I we think, stopped. Releasing was it November? November? Yeah, I was gonna say we stopped releasing in November. I think so. It's been you know four or five months um since we've actually recorded so we got a lot to catch up on we got a got a lot to to fill in uh our listeners on and let them know kind of what's been happening so yeah um, yeah even though we are in two different locations though we've got video rolling so this will be posted on youtube so you can check out the new setup on our uh, youtube channel i've got my kentucky blue on representing tj and his current situation even though I have that's, no ties to Kentucky besides I, you. Well, I was going to say that. So like people said something about me moving to Kentucky. Like that's where I'm from. Like I was an alien down in Texas. You know, I was, I was an outsider down there. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm back in Kentucky. I didn't, I didn't move to Kentucky. I moved back to Kentucky. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. This there. guy's, this guy's back home, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a great man. It's been a whirlwind. It really has, really has. All right, dude. Well, I'm going to kick it your way. You can get us going on some life updates, um, family situation, baby situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it's, I, I don't know. We could do an entire episode on you just filling us in on the whirlwind of uh, activities that have ultimately brought you to where you are now. <laughs> well, thankfully, we're not going to do a whole episode on this, but I am happy to, to give an update. Um, yeah, so when we stopped in November... Uh, of course, we each had our first child. Um, August twenty-seven was was when Blakely was born. When was Luther born? November eighteen. No, I'm kidding. September November. eighteen. I was about to say November. I was thinking November podcast. Okay, yeah. So September, Luther yeah, was yeah. born. We only recorded a couple of episodes. We only recorded a couple of episodes after um, after the those two came into the world. Uh, so it was in November and man, all this craziness has happened. Well, so Blakely is now seven months old and, uh, we're, we're happy to report that Chloe's expecting again. So, uh, we've got another baby coming <laughs> in September. Uh, so it's life is, oh, life is going to be fun. At that's the how you've seen your pastor right so. there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to grow the church somehow, right? Organically. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, one human uh, at a yeah. time. So, so baby number two. Right, right. We're we're multiplying, but multiplying by addition in this in this case. So, 
Um, yeah, so baby number two coming in <laughs> September. Um, and on top of that, the whirlwind of life um, has just really been um, crazy and chaotic because um, over the course of, man, really the last year, I've been seeking where the Lord might be taking uh, my ministry and seeking where the Lord might be taking my family um, in terms of moving into a senior pastor role. So I served um, as a minister of missions at uh, North Richland Hills Baptist Church. You know, we were in each other's backyards there living real close together. That's how we came connected is through church ministry at uh, Countryside where you're at. But then, uh, man, God was really had really been pressing on my heart that it was time uh, time to preach. It was time to, to be the senior pastor at a local congregation. And I knew that that was my call, but, uh, that time became clear. And so, man, we've been searching and praying and seeking God and, uh, in his providence, in his timing, um, we have just, uh, moved here in the last month to, uh, Paris, Kentucky, a smaller community outside of Lexington, which is where I lived for several years at the university of Kentucky. And uh, so I'm now the senior pastor at Central Baptist Church here in Paris, Kentucky, and um, getting my feet on the ground. Um, got a lot, got a lot to catch <laughs> so up on. This, this Paris isn't anything like uh, across the world, Paris. No, that's not true. But I did take, funny enough, I did take Chloe. I get to always say that I took her to Paris for Valentine's Day because I came up here to preach uh, in view of a call on Valentine's Day weekend. So she did get, I did take her to Paris for Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I'll leave yeah, it there. That, man, that was sweet. That was sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure that you would say the same, but, um, anyway, that's where we're at now. Um, yeah. So you preach in front of a call a couple weeks, was it a couple weeks later or maybe just a few days later? Um, really about a month after that call, you're yeah. packing up and gone. Yeah, man. Like we, we pre, I was down here <clears throat> the second week of February and we turned around, um, I think three and a half weeks later and, uh, made the journey up here, uh, which was just crazy. And of course we're going to get into this a little bit too, but, uh, quite literally on my drive here is when all the like shutdown started happening with the coronavirus stuff. Like I was making my drive on the day of my journey and the governor of Kentucky says churches need to stop meeting. Everyone needs to stay home. Like that's, that's when all this happened. Um, so we got, we got a lot to catch up on. Uh, but that, <laughs> that happened all really quickly. Like we packed up our life, uh, packed up everything that we owned. Um, and we made the journey up here to Kentucky and didn't have a house yet. Didn't have a place to live yet. Um, we, we had plans, but we weren't sure. And we were hoping that we could close and then all this stuff happened. And so, I mean, it's just been nuts. And so thankfully we we're in our home, we're in our new home. Um, excited to have a place to, to call our own. Uh, but yeah, it's been, man, life's been nuts, uh, in and, a good way, but it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most people probably don't forget their first senior pastorate. There is no way <laughs> yeah, in the rest of your lifetime that you will ever forget. Right. That, that, stepping into this role. And that first Sunday, that first Sunday I preached to an empty room. Like, I'll never forget that. You know, like everybody talks about their first Sunday. I can remember the text I preached or I, I remember where I was. Like I, I didn't have anybody there. I preached to a camera. It's just, it's, it was a bizarre set of circumstances that led to that. But uh, little did you know that God was using the podcast and a microphone <laughs> and a screen six months before to prep right. you for your preaching ministry. Now. Right. I, I very, was very comfortable staring into a, into a camera screen and talking to a, a 
I don't know, a few dozen listeners at the time, you know, whatever it is, uh, however many folks are, are following along with us. So yeah, man. Uh, but what about you, man? We talked about me too much here. What's, what's going on in your life? Uh, oh, academic man. stuff. Do you still, do you like your job? What's going on? Yeah, man. You know, back when we recorded our last couple episodes, I was averaging about, I don't know, man, it felt like three or four hours of sleep a night. I, I was literally felt like I was dying. Um, so we have made it through that aspect and phase of Luther's life. Right. But now we're on to the next phase where he is moving around in his crib like nobody's business. And every other hour he's stuck in the top corner of it somewhere, you know. <laughs> Is Blakely doing that? No, man. She she doesn't. She what, doesn't even what, move. No, what Blakely does is Blakely is attached to mom, so like, <laughs> she just doesn't care about anybody else's existence on the planet. It's like mom only right now. So we're in we're in that fun phase. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah family's doing great. Lindsay is at home right now because school's closed down. So mm-hmm. she's had to shift everything over online, um, which has had its benefits at least as far as her time wise and being able to see Luther. Right. Um, and me, I guess if she wants to yeah. see me. That's secondary. Um, and then, uh, you know, stuff has been busy with church the last few months. Um, college group has been rocking, man. We've been going through Ecclesiastes, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, and then as far as seminary, it's seminary, man, yeah. it is, you know, it all too well. The yeah. workload is absolutely insane. And I feel like any free moment that I have that I'm not hanging with family or, you know, church internship right. responsibilities, I've got some book cracked open memorizing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yep. That doesn't go away either. And I've learned, yeah, yeah. and I've learned over the months that my memori- memorization skills are pathetic. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you memorized that <laughs> quote that, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, the D.A. Carson quote. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, anything uh, D.A. Carson related, it's right into the mind, cemented yeah, for I, eternity. I, we've learned that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So so talk to me Talk to me a little bit about seminary. You've been doing this for how long? Man, we, here in three weeks, we're wrapping up the spring semester. I think we have finals uh, the first week of May. Okay. Um, so that'll be uh, two full semesters, and I took a couple courses over the winter break. Um, so you got a full so year, about, I don't know, belt, right? Like 25, 26 hours, yeah. full year under my belt. Um, so what, man, what, it feels good. I know, I know you can't in 90 seconds to two minutes, I know you can't tell me everything you've learned, right? Because you, you're just, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant, you know, you're just, you're just constantly taking in so much information and material, but what has been like the biggest and most impactful thing that you've learned or gathered over the course of that year? I think out of all the courses that I've taken, uh, the most challenging one has been Greek. Um, I think most seminary students would say that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I say that because, you know, I've been going to countryside now for about a decade. So I've basically been getting seminary classes from the pulpit Mm -hmm. and Bible studies and whatnot. So I feel like I, I had somewhat of a jump start on those courses. But as far as Greek, man, I'm starting from scratch and it's just been tough. Yeah. It's been tough, but I I have seen 
uh, the benefits of learning the original languages. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of showing those nuances, Yeah, you know, when, when you're teaching or preaching or whatnot, like you've done that even just a few times in your early ministry there mm-hmm. in Paris, uh, kind of developing the original a little bit as yeah. you, as you preach. Yeah. that's so, that's what I was going to say, man, <clears throat> the grind of seminary is so challenging, but it's, it's so rewarding and, uh, it's so necessary for those in, in, um, in ministry to, to do, uh, what Paul tells Timothy, right. To, to show yourself as one of, uh, one of proof who, who can rightly divide the word of truth. And so that's, that's why we do what we do in our study. That's why, um, we have the books on our bookcases. It's because we're trying to rightly divide the word, right? And that's what that's really what this podcast has been about. We just want to we want to understand God's word. And so I just think it's it's really cool. I, I told you when you started this, like like you mentioned, your time at Countryside, you're so far ahead of anybody else walking into seminary because you've been at a church that cultivates that. And so that's just um, and it's, it's, I'm just I love hearing hearing that that God's using those, those, uh, courses and that work. It's not just busy work, but that you're growing and that it's, uh, it's allowed you to minister and serve in the church better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that when it, when it's all said and done, that everything that I have taken in, that it'll resurface, you know, when I need it, I feel like mm-hmm. I've had to absorb so much information in less than a year. Um, I'm hoping all of that comes back up. You know, once seminary is complete and done. Yeah, and it's it, it will it will it's, it's it's worth it for sure. Um, so you've you, you've got all of this uh, pastoral stuff now on on the forefront. Tell me about uh, what's the update on the dissertation? You're you're almost done. Yeah, uh, dissertation is is almost as dusty as my mic was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the the funny thing with all that is my goal was to get as much done on my dissertation before we left as I could. You know, that's just I just knew that the move was going to be chaotic and stuff. And I, I was able to make a lot of good progress. Um, I would say I'm a little less than halfway through um, in terms of all the work and stuff that has to be done. Um, but the combination of a move, taking over as a senior pastor and dealing with a worldwide pandemic, um, has really dampened uh, the effort there um, on the uh, on the on the dissertation side. I mean, like you mentioned, every waking moment you feel like you're you got a book cracked open. That's how I feel. Uh, I'm trying to get everything done and prepared for the week, but unfortunately, I can never get down. I can never get enough accomplished to where I feel like I can get down into the bottom of the barrel and get to that dissertation. At least not right now. Um, well, you're not. You don't. You're not one that tries to work on something for thirty. 45 minutes, right? Like you, it would be ideal to be able to carve out probably, I don't know, three, four or five hours right. at a time for that. At, at this phase, that's what it requires to be able to have cohesive. Otherwise you're, because I'm in the writing phase, if I were in the research phase, um, it yeah. would be a little easier, right? Cause you could just crack open and take in a little bit. But when you're in the writing phase, you want to be able to write cohesive thoughts and have things that are <laughs> flowing and not super choppy. And so the best yeah, way you don't to want it is, big chunks. Yeah. You don't want that bad boy all choppy and no. disoriented. Exactly. I don't expect that from you though. Well, that's not, the, that's not the aim. And, um, I really hope to be able to, to focus and work on that once, honestly, on the other side of Easter and the, on the other side of getting everything established in the house, like getting moved. Um, you know, moving is, is stressful. Moving with a seven month old across the country, uh, with a pregnant wife, that's really high demand. So, 
You uh, didn't plan it out that way, did you? <laughs> I, sure I sure didn't. But but God is good, and um, and I'm thankful for it, man. I'm not I'm not complaining at all. Um, okay, I, I've got to ask you. Okay. I've got to ask you, man. I've got I've got all these questions because really, you know, as far as us keeping in touch, it's just been through text message. Right, we haven't had right. you know our normal hangouts like we did. Um, give me the update on the CrossFit box. Gosh. I knew you were going to ask me that. This morning, I kid you not, this morning was the first workout that I've actually had uh, that was structured and organized in months. I mean, definitely since I moved here. Uh, but I do have I do have the, the household, uh, the garage gym up and running. Uh, everything's in its place. Uh, got a full-blown full garage gym. Got the mats down. Got the weights out. So, got got to got to shed some rust there too but yeah. we're back we're back <laughs> no, at it so no does the congregation at central baptist know your love for crossfit and do, they, know, do they know that you could basically body slam anybody in the congregation well, you know, <laughs> i haven't i haven't had to use that yet um i, I think i'm gonna wait and see um uh, if i you know that's just one of those you're gonna let the word do the work exactly but that's just one of those things sometimes in the pulpit whenever you really want to make a point it's nice for people to know that you can clean and jerk your body weight you know like that's <laughs> you want people to know that so um yeah no that's uh they, they do they do know a little bit but that, that has been one of the challenges uh of ministry at this point is not getting to know my congregation and vice versa yeah uh because we're all stuck inside right now so um but that that that'll come in time that'll come absolutely i think we'll probably talk more about shepherding mm -hmm. and pastoral work when we do the COVID-19 episode mm -hmm. coming up here soon on the do's and don'ts of maybe right. ministry during that time or right. something on those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those conversations because I'm in the thick of them. You know, it's not theoretical. It's, it's, uh, it's real life stuff. Um, Dude, this is week by week stuff though, that there's really not a is. book on this. It, it's so except for the Bible. No. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what that's what we always have been. Uh, we've been discussing that as a staff is we don't have we can't look back and see what was done, you know, two, three, four centuries ago. I mean, we have other reference points, but nothing like this has happened in a world like ours. So yeah, it's all brand new. Yep, you're right. Um, okay, so let's move into a little informal Q and A, and then we'll give a podcast update yeah. we've got going on the next few weeks okay. um, in terms of episodes and topics and, and, and those discussions. Um, all right. Senior pastor position. That's something you've desired and longed for now for a while. Yep. Um, years. So as you are or were looking for this spot, um, I mean, how, how did you handle that? A longing to be behind the pulpit, a longing to shepherd people, um, and it being a grueling process to some degree waiting for that. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? Um, what are some things you learned during that time? Yeah, man. Um, when I, when I uh, sensed God was calling me to ministry and I wrestled with that, I mean, it's been a decade, you know, just, just wrestling with that and, and finally coming to terms that says, this is what God's called me to. I need to forsake uh, the other desires and plans in my life and and pursue this. Uh, it was clear to me that that was to be a senior pastor. It was clear that I would be preaching the word, shepherding the flock. Uh, but I went through that period of preparation uh, that I think is necessary. Um, I, I spent time, first of all, in seminary um, and then serving on staff 
at multiple churches, um, growing under senior pastors that revered the word and that were willing to pour into me. And so that's what I was doing at Northwestern Hills. I was um, in this season, I was underneath of a pastor who greatly respected me and vice versa. We had a good growing relationship and he he allowed me to take the pulpit at times. And um, I was um, gracious and, and thankful for that. Um, uh, grateful uh, for sure. But, but at a certain point, I, I just couldn't satisfy that desire. And so I went to him and said, Hey, I, I just need you to know this is where I'm at. And he said, man, it's time. And he kind of gently, but firmly pushed me out of the nest and said, go, you need to begin pursuing this process. Uh, that process was, was daunting. Um, it was very difficult. It was challenging on my family um, because churches, um, churches don't always handle things the way that you would expect them to. And sometimes uh, churches uh, don't communicate very well. And sometimes they have best intentions, but it just doesn't work out. And, and other times everybody handles everything well, but it's just not a good fit. And <laughs> when you're just sitting around just waiting, man, you're waiting for God to tell you where you're going to start your next phase of life. You don't know when it's going to be. You don't know where it's going to be. You don't know how it's going to happen. Um, you don't know anything about those things. And all the while you're in a, you're growing in frustration because, and I tell people this pretty comfortably, I was beginning to become miserable in my current position, in my uh, previous position, not because of any external factors, but mainly because I was not doing what I was called to be doing, right. you know? And so that was, if I had been, uh, flip it over and I had been at, in your position at your church, I would have been miserable, uh, because that's not what I was called to be doing. And so, um, and I just, but in this process, um, a couple of things really stood out to me. Number one is God's good. Man, God is good in his timing. Uh, there were several um, opportunities that had come up that I was <clears throat> convinced this is where God was going to take us. Yeah. I knew it. Um, and I was like gung-ho, like super excited. This is it. And those those doors got shut. And man, I was frustrated and disheartened and beat up and um, but God you took it out on me. I did. I did <laughs> podcast. I was, Oh man, it's terrible. Um, no, but it, it was challenging, but God's man and God's providence. Like I couldn't have ended up in a better situation for me and for my family than where we're at right now. And, uh, man, God's timing. Um, I won't go into the details right now. Uh, maybe this is for a separate phone call because it's a long story, but man, God's timing for how we ended up here. The way we ended up here is, is truly incredible. And there's just no way it could have happened outside of God's providence. And so I've just learned um, to, uh, I guess, maybe on two levels, one, to trust God and two, to know that God is good. I know it. I read it in scripture. I completely believe it, but I've experienced it in a real life way uh, that's different than what I had before. And so, uh, man, I I, can't, I came and out on the other end of this I know from, from um, my I side think of things, much because of that. Yeah. Yeah. From my side of things, it was just man, it was so wild watching the whole process go down because, you know, you would have interviews with churches, you would have Skype interviews. Uh, you know, there were a couple of churches mm -hmm. that you even visited and man, on both ends of things, it seems like, man, this is it. The, everybody's a hundred percent in, you know, it's just like, we got to sign on the dotted line mm -hmm. and, you know, get this thing rolling. And then, it, you know, it just didn't work out. And Ultimately, even in those situations, you know, God was moving you guys to where you're sitting right now, right. you know, for these people that 
you, you know, you've got in front of you, or at least the screen that's in front of you right now. <laughs> the people that will be in front of me at one point. Yeah, the people you will be able to preach in front of and, yeah. you know, be able to talk with before and after service and all of those, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. shepherding aspects of, of your role. I'm, I'm sure along the way, and I know I have, along the way, you, you probably have some things uh, collecting in your mind on what not to do when you're looking to right. uh, <laughs> yeah. hire people or, you know, whatever it looks like for future ministry opportunities, but yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, then that's not to, that's not to dump on anybody else or say anything negative about other churches. It's just, my experience was not, uh, right. it wasn't what I expected, you know, like it just wasn't, uh, that wasn't right. the way that I imagined it would go. And so, uh, but in the end, yeah, but, I, but I, I mentioned that. Yeah. I mentioned that because, you know, I think that, the whole situation just in general was used the, the good and the not so great mm-hmm. was used to, you know, build character, perseverance, all, all, all of those things that, you know, scripture says mm-hmm. God will use to, you know, make us men of God or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and I would, that's the thing is I wouldn't change that process. Um, even though I hated it in the moment, I hated my experience and you, and you, and honestly, Lance, like, you know, that you and I chatted about this, like whenever something would happen, like you were always the first person I told just because I needed to tell somebody like, Hey man, I just, I just felt like I got the short end of the stick again. I just, I just feel like, I mean, what in the world is going on? And, uh, I was just devastated over and over again. And it was hard. It was hard on me because it was so hard on my family, like watching my wife get yanked around, uh, thinking that that's where she's going to be settling in and raising her family, looking for homes, looking for friends. And then suddenly, Oh no, we're not going there anymore. So it was, that was hard watching my wife suffer and me suffering in the middle of that. But, but even though as challenging as that was, I wouldn't change that because of what you just said. Like I, yeah. there was so much growth that happened because of it. And, um, and I'm excited for the fruit of that, um, you know, years, decades later, especially as I minister to others who find themselves in similar situations. So, right. um, you know, it's just, it's a unique thing and I hope I don't have to go through that again, but at the same time, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, you're where you need to be. Yeah. And once everything with uh, COVID nineteen clears up, man, you'll be you know you'll be full force, uh, rock rocking this thing from the pulpit and taking care of those people. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, gold. Hey, let me let me ask you this. So you mentioned COVID nineteen. We're kind of in this unique phase of ministry, but what are you studying right now? What is happening for you right now in this season? Like, I know you've got you've got your uh, seminary stuff that you're working on. You guys are not meeting as a church right now, but what is happening? What are you studying? How are you growing, benefiting all that? Yeah. in the college group where I've been serving the last uh, year, uh, starting in January, we uh, began studying the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, and I, I think we made it up until chapter five until, you know, the church started meeting or stopped meeting rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I've been immersed in that book and what a time to be studying that yeah. book, yeah. you know, to be able to practically apply uh, that text in the current situation. Because in reality, and Lindsay and I were talking about this the other day, you know, 
the situation that we're all in really worldwide is really bringing out what is absolutely essential and what is absolutely unnecessary. I think there's some unbelievable correlations between life now as when Solomon, you know, was writing the book of Ecclesiastes. I mean, obviously the scripture is a timeless truth, uh, timeless application. And I can't think of a better old Testament book to bring out, um, you know, the, the idea of, uh, living for God in a difficult world and difficult circumstances. Like there's only hope in him. So, um, so yeah, we've been studying that. Of course, that's put on halt. Uh, I was preparing a, a message for our men of the word Bible study uh, that we have a couple right. times a month. And that is kind of ironic. That message was on the uh, biblical priority of fellowship, you Gosh. know, which, <laughs> which we can barely have at this point, unless you're on Squadcast or Zoom or, you know, FaceTime. That's going to be a timely discussion whenever you guys get back though, right? Like whenever you do get together, that will be so pertinent and so powerful. I, I, you know, and I think that's really, because weren't you supposed to teach that on like the Saturday, like going into, like it was the, the week that it all happened. Yeah. Because that, that Friday night, um, I was waiting on a text from, uh, you know, the pastoral staff on whether or not we were going to meet, whether or not we we're going to shut this down or whatnot. And then I end up getting a text later on that all, you know, weekend uh, ministries were canceled. So I was bummed because I, you know, I was fired yeah. up to teach that. Yeah. So it's kind of been uh, filed away for now. Um, but I think I'm supposed to record that message up at church uh, in front of a camera, maybe at oh. the end of this week. So I'm trying to tweak it just a little bit you know, just because the timing and the situation's right. a little bit different. So right. we'll see how that plays out. No, that's cool, man. I didn't know that. That's great. Get a little, what about you? Camera. Oh man. Uh, well, besides what you're preaching, I say for the first time in my life, I'm preaching each and every week, uh, which is such a blessing, man. I just, I just love it. I love getting to study the word and, um, you know, I've gotten to preach, um, this will be my fifth sermon coming up this week in a row, as opposed to preaching once here, catching a Sunday school lesson there, Wednesday night lesson there. Like I'm actually every week I'm, I'm in the saddle, um, which is so great. Um, it took you a couple of weeks to make up an excuse to get to Romans, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was week, uh, week three, man. Right into <laughs> it. So uh, I've been in Mark the last couple of weeks and, um, but, but what I've really, what I've really been, um, anticipating and, and what I'm really excited about is I'm starting my prep now, uh, to walk through the book of Philippians. Yeah. And so here in a few weeks, um, you know, you had Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday and Easter. And, uh, and then I've had a couple of other sermons that I've been preparing to preach about preaching itself. I'm actually going to preach uh, a sermon from Nehemiah eight. Uh, man, I'm so pumped about that. And then I'm going to use that to launch into a verse by verse exposition of the book of Philippians, um, which speaks so much about the joy and the unity in Christ, which I think will be so relevant. Timely. Yeah, man. Man. Even though, even though we can't congregate in a room at the same time right now, and who knows when, you know, maybe by the time I get to actually preach this. 2021. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Um, but we're still united in Christ, um, even as we're sitting apart. And so, um, and I think this podcast is a little microcosm of that, right? Like I moved across the country, uh, but we're still, 
able through technology to continue this ministry, but mainly it's a way of saying like, look, you and I are still connected. We're still brothers in Christ. We're still friends. Uh, and we're still able to do ministry. Uh, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited to walk through, um, that book in particular. And then, um, Lord willing, as we start to do some Sunday night stuff again, I want to walk through uh, the Apostles' Creed and look at some of the fundamentals of the Christian faith. And so I had started doing a little bit of that prior to uh, started some of the prep for that prior to the the virus going around. And so I'm excited to get back into some of those things that, um, again, one of those like what's essential, what's non-essential, like what's biblical Christianity, what's not. Like these are the basics. And uh, I think that there's there's real value in, in looking at those things and looking at creeds. So. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm yeah. excited, man, to, to jump back into those things. You're, you're setting the tone, though, because no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, we, we, we just we preach the Bible. That's right. And we let the Word do the work. Uh, that's that's where the Spirit is moving in the heart and mind of your people. Um, so we, yeah. we don't we don't back off of that. You know, we'll, we'll do it through a camera. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll stream it, whatever it takes. It, right. it can't be stopped. Cannot be stopped. X five. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a church member. Uh, that's right. Uh, I had a church member comment um, yesterday after I preached. Said she really appreciated the fact that I go verse by verse and explain what they what the verses mean because she said she reads the text and after the sermon she read it in preparation and after the sermon she said I felt like I understood it much better and I said that's the whole task that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is I'm I just want to explain the text and let the text do the work I want the text to be center stage, right? So uh, that's whether we're meeting in the same room or whether I'm coming in via live stream into a living room, uh, television or whatever, like it's the task doesn't change. Uh, Just the, the the manner which is done. So. Well, that's, that's the Nehemiah eight sermon here in a few weeks that you're talking about right there. Exactly. Standing up on a platform, opening up the word preaching where people can understand. That's it, man. You know, Read the text. Nothing flashy about it. Nope. Can't. Can't. I, I'm not. I'm not a flashy guy. <laughs> so, uh, I'd be terrible if I were. Um, okay. Let's let's talk. You know, kind of to wrap up this state of the podcast episode. Kind of catching our our followers up, letting everyone know. One of the aims of this is letting people know why we were gone for five months. It wasn't just. Uh, it wasn't just. Oh, we got bored, or we didn't think it was worth it. Like we've we've very much longed to be. Uh, having these discussions. So now that we are making our entrance back into the scene, what's next? Like, what do we have going on? Uh, what's upcoming kind of season two stuff? Yeah. I think the the next major doctrine that we've got on the calendar is Christology. Mm-hmm. And I think we have about, I don't know, six, seven, eight episodes that we want to dedicate uh, to Christ um, and, even that and then enough sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we may go double digits. I don't <laughs> know. Um, so we, we've got that at least as far as larger series, um, like we've done in the past. We've also got some standalone episodes. Um, one of which is like a biblical response to COVID-19. How should we react as Christians? You know, um, what's a great balance for us to have. We don't want to be on the extremes, right? Right. Um, we've also got an episode on the book of Revelation and COVID-19. There's a mm-hmm. lot of talk, a lot of posts on social media that this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. 
I want to address uh, that chatter. What else we have? You remember? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do one. Um, so, so really, we've got, what, like five or six episodes kind of related to the state of things right now because we got we got another one where we're talking about uh, we want to talk about the relationship between the church and government. Um, mainly look at Romans 13 and the response oh, yeah. that we have, right? Yeah. Um, got, I did preach a sermon on that, so it's pretty yeah. fresh for me. Um, but uh, but then talk to me about Jonathan Edwards, Resolution 5. Yeah. What, 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 is that, what is that about? Yeah, Jonathan Edwards, Making Use of Time, Resolution 5. He, he yeah. says to never lose a moment of time. So um, mm-hmm. I think that that could be timely for us to discuss what says about being efficient and effective with the time that we have um so we'll we'll do an episode on that and then i think we had one on uh like the the biblical priority of worship um or the biblical priority of worshiping on sunday or gathering together i don't know if we have a formal title for that yet but everything's in you've talked about it before doing an episode on the regulative principle of worship Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. So, so in other words, we've I got think we've got that we've got on the calendar too. We got several discussions related to the topic of COVID and how to respond and things that are relevant and you know because we we talk about this podcast right is biblical exposition, systematic theology, and practical application. So we're going to talk about even though we maybe haven't covered all the systematics behind it, we're going to deal with the practical application to some of these things when the when the matters are at hand and use biblical exposition and systematic theology to inform those decisions. And so um, that's kind of the idea behind it. And then in the, in yep, the interim, absolutely. you know, we're continuing to build that system. We're going to go back to Christology. Then we'll look at the Holy Spirit. Well, we've got to talk about salvation. Uh, we've got all kinds of material um, waiting to be um, unpacked and looked at. And um, now that I'm preaching every week, we've got a lot of exposition that can easily be uh, rendered into individual standalone sermons, which we or standalone episodes, which we've we've had such good feedback on those, and I love walking through the text itself. So uh, there's 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 yeah, so much material. Yeah, with all your sermon prep, now I can just copy over um, some quotes and you know not give you credit and act like it's me. That's fine. That's fine with me. I do, I do need to give you a shout out though for all of this stuff that's happening. And, and by the way, bear with us. This is the first episode that we've ever done apart from sitting in the same room. And so we're using new technology and Lance has done all the work. Like there has not been anything that's been done for this podcast in the last five months that hasn't been him. He's done all the technology. He's done all the uh, episode guide preparation. Um, he's, he's definitely the one that's making this thing continue to move forward. So shout out to you, man. Um, well, I appreciate that. You know, if there's any glitches in the audio or the video here, it is the Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, that's it not is your fault. So. So. We're, we're still we're still ironing out the kinks, but we figured we'd do one of these episodes, which is uh, more more so discussing life uh, and giving those updates because that would give us a chance to to iron some of those things out um, and yeah. work through some of that stuff. But but in all seriousness, man, thank you for all your work. I hope. Those of you who are listening recognize that this is this does require a lot of time. It requires a lot of energy, uh, a lot of focus, and and we want to have a good product. And so, um, not only in terms of content, but in terms of quality of production. And so, that's something that we've prioritized. And on top of that, Lance, can I'm I'm going to kick it to you, but can you kind of inform me and kind of let us know? There's been 
um, some support for the podcast has come out. We've had some people who asked, hey, how can we support you guys? There was like an outpouring of support. Um, could you maybe talk about that a little bit and what, I, what, what I'm referencing? There? Man, we just kind of threw it out there on social media. If anybody wanted to pitch in and help with the podcast, mainly because uh, we needed to get a uh, recording program to do this uh, at a distance. Uh, we're also in the middle of buying some webcams, which for some reason have skyrocketed <laughs> in price. You know, yeah. every business out there <laughs> those, is trying to do this. Yeah, those, those seventy dollars webcams are now seven hundred, so we'll probably hold off on the webcam for a little right. while. Right. Um. Anyways, man, we had some people reach out. Just, I don't know, man. It left us speechless. Yeah. Speechless. Well, I don't. I know that we can't say their names because they wouldn't want that. But there's a, a handful of folks that have really, um, man. They just changed. They changed the game for us. And and uh, if you if you are interested, please reach out and let us know if you're interested in supporting us in any way. Uh, we had somebody, um, uh, one of your your buddies, was able to make some coffee mugs with our logo and and info on it. Man, I just that, it's just proudly sitting there. You can't oh, take it out, but. It's sitting back behind me on my desk. Looks so good. There it is, um, man. Like so crisp. And so if you if you were if you're like, hey, where can I get one of those? Where can I, you know maybe get a t shirt or whatever else? Like that's something we're entertaining. We've been talking about being yeah, maybe contact that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but contact we, me. But we can we can try to uh, track some of that stuff down. But man, for those who have shown support, uh, we're just so thankful. And those who have encouraged us to pick back up in season two. Um, and uh, so, man, that's just that makes it all worth it. Whenever you do something that other people are benefiting from and who are missing, so that's just been such an yep. encouragement to me. So, all right, guys, if you are not doing so already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can also like us on Facebook at Reformed Informants. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at r underscore informants, and you can always check out our website at www.themagistersmen.com/reformedinformants. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics of discussion, feel free to email us at reformedinformants at gmail.com.